kids get the popcorn and here we go. September 3rd, you are going to witness an absolute spectacle. National Cinema Day, an event unlike any before. All movie tickets for just three dollars. This is the biggest day of my life. Every movie, showtime, format. You have my attention. All day, all night. I will freak out. So mark your calendars. Celebrate the movie theater experience. Are you ready? I am ready. National Cinema Day. You coming or what? <laughs> September 3rd at your favorite movie theater. This is the Box Office Podcast. I'm Daniel Luria, the Editorial Director of Box Office Pro, the only publication in North America exclusively focused on covering the world of theatrical exhibition. This week, joined by our Deputy Editor and co-host here on the Box Office Podcast, Rebecca Polly. A packed episode this week, we've got in our feature segment, Jackie Brenneman the president of the Cinema Foundation and EVP and general counsel of the National Association of Theater Owners, joined also by Phil Clapp, the president and CEO of the UK Cinema Association. They will both be talking about a special initiative coming to theaters both in the UK and the US markets this Saturday, September 3rd, National Cinema Day. Every ticket, every showtime, every format, $3. There's a lot of theaters participating. We're going to be going over every detail of that in our feature segment today. But before we get there, Rebecca, we've got some news here because a lot of things going on. We've got schedule changes. We've got some executive updates here in the world of theatrical exhibition. Where should we start? It's a definitely a slow month at the movie theaters, but in terms of news, there's just been a, been a ton of stuff. Before we dive into that, though, Daniel, I did want to ask you, you are recently back from Dallas where you attended Cine Show. Can I get a macro sense of what were the conversations that were happening there before we dive into all the many news emails we've been getting over the last week? Well, let's start with the good news. Uh, the good news is it's in a show uh, over in Dallas, Texas. That's the official convention of the theater owners of Mid-America. Rebecca, the trade show was sold out. I haven't Ooh. been at a sold out convention trade show for the movie theater business since 2019. So this is, in terms of where we are in recovery beyond box office numbers, I think a very valuable indicator. It means that movie theaters are actively investing once again, and that the companies servicing the industry are actively trying to get their products bought. It's a really good sign because as you remember, we've had Cine Europe, we've had CinemaCon, and the trade show has been recovering uh, at those events really since 2020, since we came back, really 2021 when the conventions came back. And it was a fantastic sign, I think, of progress seeing this uh, trade show over in Dallas, Texas, or Cine Show, being completely sold out, vendors everywhere, concessions being sold, technology, seating. And uh, I'm really excited to see what happens in September. At the, at the end of the month, we've got, I believe, from September 27th 
to 29th is the next regional convention here in the United States. Yeah, taking place once again at the Grand Geneva Resort, which is, in terms of the regional trade shows, I think this is at the best, <laughs> best venue. Oh, it's the best the venue. Corporation, so you... Yeah, we can't uh, say too much about the programming, but uh, Rebecca and I are planning this really interesting panel conversation that, that Rebecca is going to be moderating on the Wednesday around inclusive hiring, around unconscious bias, some really interesting speakers in a way I think that's going to be really relevant to where the industry is today from an HR level. That's going to be coming up at the Geneva Convention from September 27th to 29th. Registration open at GenevaConvention.com. But other than that, Rebecca, uh, I think a lot of concern in the marketplace because we had some tough news that the industry had to deal with. Some schedule changes, movies that were supposed to go this year are going next year. Movies that were supposed to be going exclusive are now going day and date. Let's start with that, Rebecca. Let's go with the biggest disappointment, although I can't say it was unforeseen. Let's start with the bad news here, I think. Yes, uh, David Gordon Green's uh, Halloween Ends initially was going to be theatrically exclusive and is now going day and date are words we never really like to hear on this podcast. But as you said, not exactly unsurprising. Uh, This is the third movie in David Gordon Green's Halloween franchise. The second, Halloween Kills, came out right around uh, autumn 2021. It also went day and date. I mean, open to just under 50 million, didn't make 100 million domestically. I have to imagine that the numbers for Halloween ends are going to be similar, if not lower. But yeah, I mean, I, I, I just don't see that Halloween Ends was ever going to be the breakout success that any studio would want it to be. But on the on the positive side, uh, when it comes to horror releases, Daniel, uh, we did have a pretty substantial list of schedule changes from Warner Brothers. And, you know, we'll, we'll go into those uh, in just a second, obviously. But one that caught my eye is that Evil Dead Rise, the fifth film in the Evil Dead franchise, was going to be released on HBO Max. It was going to be a streaming exclusive, and now they are putting it in theaters on April twenty first of next year. So that that's went from wow. streaming to theatrical. So at least you know you got a little counterbalance. We saw, unfortunately, their Salem's Lot film was supposed to be coming out uh, right around that time, actually April twenty twenty three. Now it is TBD twenty twenty three, which we never like to hear. I mean, Daniel, you you saw the trailer at CinemaCon. I did not, but I'm, I'm really looking forward to this one. And it's surprising. I think disappointing, as you mentioned, Rebecca, this movie had a good 15 to 20 minutes at CinemaCon this year where the filmmaker was there, the producer was there. They were really talking this movie up, drummed up a lot of excitement from movie theater owners. And now it's off the schedule entirely. But as we talk about these HBO Max exclusives that are now going to theaters, you mentioned Evil Dead Rise. A piece of good news here as well, House Party, a comedy that was also destined to go straight to streaming on HBO Max. That's now going to theaters on December 9th. 2022. And not just, uh, you know, in the old film, but this is a remake of the 90s film. So we are looking at, I mean, I don't know the budget, but it is a major studio release comedy, which we need that diversification in, in, in the in the schedule because looking at the Warner Brothers release date changes, it's the horror stuff, Salem's Lot, 
it's now TBD. The Nun 2 has been uh, announced for September of 2023. That's another of uh, the Bloomhouse films. That Nun 2 movie, that's that, that's that new line slot that they've always done well with horror movies. So at least you're going to come back and take that calendar, that date that they do really well next year. And then, of course, DC films. <laughs> Daniel, what are we looking oh, at? Oh, man. I feel like we've had so many schedule shakeups for these films. Yeah, unfortunately, it's not looking great. We had a major title that was supposed to come out in the Christmas corridor of this year getting moved to the end of the first quarter of 2023. That's Shazam! Fury of the Gods leaving its December 21st date, going now to March 17th, 2023. That date was originally going to be when Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom was going to be coming out. People wanting to see the Aquaman sequel, they have to wait until Christmas Day 2023. So that about does it with all of the release changes that were announced last week while I was in Texas. I think there were a lot of reactions from the exhibitors in attendance sort of getting their bearings here. We know that Q3 2022 stuff. Q4 2022 is taking a big hit with that Shazam movie off the schedule. And we're still trying to make sense of what next year is going to look like in the box office. A lot of gaps still in the second half of the year, but I really hope that gets defined in the coming weeks. And Daniel, uh, the news is not yet over. We said it was a busy week last week, and it definitely was. Yeah, Rebecca, a couple of new chief executive announcements here in the industry. Let's start with Flix Brewhouse, because this was news that actually came out while I was in Texas uh, for Cineshow last week. Chance Robertson is named the new CEO of Flix Brewhouse, a Texas-based dine-in cinema chain. Their concept's quite interesting. They actually brew their own beer at their own cinemas. It's like a cinema and brewery uh, combination. It's a Flix brew house. There you go. Uh, <laughs> aptly named. Chance, uh, he's been in this industry for uh, over a decade now, a number of years before coming uh, to Flix Brew House. He was over at Cinepolis USA for a number, a number of years. He was vice president of operations there and ended up being executive vice president at a movie house and eatery when it was acquired by Cinepolis a couple of years back. He is now the CEO of this dine-in cinema chain. So that's a big piece of news. And the more surprising piece of news here is Rolando Rodriguez, the CEO of Marcus Theaters, the fourth largest exhibition circuit in the United States, is retiring. Rolando is also the chairman of the National Association of Theater Owners, but from the announcement, it seems like Rolando is staying at his duties at NATO for the time being, but he is stepping down from Marcus Theaters, effective October 1st. Who is going to be uh, stepping in now as Marcus's new CEO? So we actually don't know who's going to be named the new CEO of Marcus Theaters quite yet. In the meantime, we have Mark A. Grams, who's an executive vice president over at Marcus Theaters. Rebecca, interesting story here. Mark actually started his career in high school, working at a Marcus Theaters location in New Berlin, Wisconsin. He is now going to be the president of Marcus Theaters. I know we're both going to be looking forward to seeing Rolando up in Lake Geneva for that Geneva convention on September 27th through 29th. Rebecca, he's been, I think, as personable as chief executives have been with us here at Box Office Pro over the years. Fantastic tenure in this industry and one that we're looking forward to, to celebrating up there uh, in Lake Geneva in September. But let's start getting towards that big feature interview that we've got this, this uh, week, because we're talking about this new concept that the Cinema Foundation 
in the U.S. and the Cinema First, uh, which is the group that unites the UKCA and the UK Film Distributors Association, they're not teaming up, but independently, they are launching these campaigns for big national discount cinema days in their respective markets. This is going to be a big, big event. Rebecca, I'm looking forward to going to the movies next weekend for a $3 ticket price. What are you looking forward to seeing? Do you have your tickets already or what's on your plans? It's it's funny. I was actually on a, on a date with my boyfriend yesterday and he said, oh, have you heard about this uh, this cinema day thing? And I was like, well, yes, I have. And, you know, I, you and I were both used to kind of ranting about exhibition things that are significant others. So when I was done with that, he said, oh, man, I, I know Jaws 3D is coming out. I really want to see that, but I don't know if it will be available in IMAX, if you can do the $3, you know, still in IMAX, uh, get a text from him early morning crack of dawn this morning saying no 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 it IMAX too so I'm gonna go ahead and buy our tickets so he is very excited to see Jaws 3D uh, IMAX for three bucks it is his, his favorite movie and I have never seen it on the big screen when Jurassic Park had its, its uh, 25th anniversary 3D release the 3D was surprisingly good like it was the best post conversion I've, I've seen so I'm definitely Jaws in it up on uh, on cinema day might try to see something else too you know I like a sale just go all in are you kidding me three dollars and I know this totally appeals to you. A lot of movie theater circuits are announcing discounts and concessions to go alongside with it. So $3 popcorn, $3 drinks, $3 candy. You're also seeing those discounts when you're going for movie snacks. I think it's going to be a fantastic opportunity for the industry. We've got Jackie Brenneman and Phil Clapp addressing that just in a little bit here in our interview segment. I'm in Austin, Texas here visiting my sister, uh, seeing my one-year-old niece uh, and hanging out with them. And I've gotten my pick of movie theaters. I actually might just go down to the Galaxy Theaters Highland location down the road to catch something. And uh, maybe I end up the evening at the Austin Film Society next door. Take your little niece to see Jaws, Daniel. She has to be exposed to true cinema early. Ah, uh, she's still she's still <laughs> at the Cookie Monster phase. We're going. We're building from like Cookie Monster to Pinhead. It takes yeah. like fifteen years to get there. Every true film fan has that one film that they saw way too early. Make Jaws <laughs> her one. But now I'm curious. What was the one horror movie you saw way too early? Clockwork Orange, you? Yikes. Yeah, yeah. you have, yeah. E- even now watching Clockwork Orange, I'm like, oh boy. But there's so there, there's like so much political and social subtext there. Teenagers watching Clockwork Orange, that doesn't work. No, I probably saw uh, John Carpenter's Halloween way too early. I'm talking about like age 12, age 13. Absolutely loved it. Oh, um, I fell in love with that movie. Can't say the same thing about the franchise. I think a lot of the sequels really disappointed me. Yeah, and that's why I was so bummed at the start of this episode that Halloween Ends is going on streaming. I think it's part of a lot of Halloween sequels that have just really haven't had that same energy or shine of that original. I had this feeling when I'm watching the first Halloween, that intro credit sequence with a pumpkin Mm. and the John Carpenter synthesizer score. And it's just like zooming into the pumpkin. I was scared out of my mind. I had no idea what I was getting myself into. Well, I mean, it, it was a groundbreaking film. But enough about us babbling on about the movies that we're planning to see, Rebecca. Let's give our listeners as much information about this uh, initiative as possible. We've got here coming up shortly, Jackie Brenneman from the Cinema Foundation and NATO and Phil Clapp from the UK Cinema Association coming up next on the Box Office Podcast. 
This episode of the Box Office Podcast is brought to you by Boost, by the Box Office Company. The Box Office Company is a proud vendor partner of National Cinema Day in the UK and US markets. The global leader in online showtime listings, the Box Office Company delivers the latest innovations in e-commerce to cinemas around the world through its Boost line of services, offering websites, mobile apps, digital ticketing, SEO targeting, and ticketing referral solutions with the world's top search engines. Learn more by visiting company.boxoffice.com. And we're here back on the Box Office Podcast with Jadaki Brenneman, the president of NATO Cinema Foundation and the executive vice president and general counsel at the National Association of Theater Owners, and with Phil Clapp, the CEO of the UKCA, that's the UK Cinema Association. Guys, welcome back here on the podcast. You're here talking about a very coincidental initiative that uh, is actually very exciting here as we enter the month of September. Hi, Daniel. Hi, hi, Jackie. I mean, it, it's clearly not entirely coincidental because NATO and, and the UK Cinema Association share a number of major members, although clearly the, the two initiatives have been developed separately from each other, simply because the context in which we operate is clearly kind of slightly different in some respects. Yeah, and thanks for having us here to talk about this. I think it's just such a wonderful coincidence that this is happening at the same time in two different territories. I think because we do work very closely together, as Phil said, I think we do have a lot to learn this year. And I think having two tests in two different markets is really going to help us grow this next year. So let's talk about the concept. It's National Cinema Day. It's happening on September 3rd, both in the United States and in the UK. What are the particulars of this? Because we've seen this sort of initiative be launched to great success in markets like France and markets like Spain. It's great to see that this is going to be basically the pilot program for this becoming an entrenched part of exhibition, both in the UK and the United States. We certainly hope that's the case. And so, yeah, the general gist, and, and I'll, I'll go back a step and just say part of where the the fact that this isn't just entirely coincidence is that this is modeled largely on a success story from earlier this year from Cineworld in the UK, uh, where they offered during in February in a month where there was really nothing happening, they offered tickets all day, you know, all show times, formats, what have you, for three pounds. And they did this with, you know, they advertised only starting the Sunday before, so as not to cannibalize the prior weekend. And, you know, their prior best day ever had been about 420,000 missions. Uh, and that was when Adventures Endgame was out. And this test was launched in February during Omicron when there was the third week of Uncharted. They were hoping for about 300,000 admissions, still very good for that time period. And they blew it out of the water with 650,000. So I think that gave both exhibitors on, on this side of the pond and the studios on this side more comfort to really allow this test to happen. And so what we are doing in the United States, and I, I suspect in the UK as well, we're really trying to take that model and see if it works uh, across uh, you know, the, the, whole, the whole sector. So the same thing will be happening here in the United States. You know, the, the holiday is on the 3rd, and, but we're starting the advertising on the 28th of August, a big campaign. We're hoping for a lot of earned media, a lot of excitement, and it's just that kind of six-day push. And then the day of will be a celebration of, of movie going here. And we'll, we'll see if we get numbers that are similar to what happened in the 
one theater, one circuit test uh, earlier this year. One of the interesting aspects of the Cine World Day earlier in the year was that we didn't see any significant or any actually downturn in the admissions for other competitors in the market. It wasn't. It didn't seem to be that Cine World, with the price point, were taking audiences away from competitors. It seems that most, the vast majority of the audience, was genuinely incremental and and clearly. You know, we're going to test that till breaking on, on September the 3rd because a significant majority of, of, of UK cinemas and, and I dare say US cinemas will take part in this. So there will be cinemas kind of next, not necessarily next to each other, but in the same catchment offering this. So we'll, we'll be able to test that. The other thing to say is that I think that this is a response and indeed the event in March was a response to a time when just in the normal run of things, you know, if you've, even if you take COVID out of the equation, the slate tends to be slightly softer than it would otherwise be. You know, September and March tend to be the two points in the year, although March is becoming increasingly less so, but the two points near when when the slate is soft. So it's about actually, you know, kind of bringing back incremental audiences at a time when admissions will be slightly softer. And, and clearly the hope is, and I think this is true in the UK and in the US, that this is the forerunner of, of, of a series of such events. You know, colleagues in, in France and in Spain and a number of other European territories have multi-day events which have huge success. And, and we're probably not quite brave enough to jump into the water with both feet in terms of multi-day events. But certainly, you know, for this one day, I think we're going to go as much as we can, kind of all guns blazing, in terms of just seeing what can be done with this kind of celebratory kind of clarion call to get people back in front of the big screen. And what sort of details can you give some of the moviegoers that are listening here? I know this is usually a, a beat to be podcast. We usually speak to our colleagues in exhibition and distribution. But for the moviegoers that tune into us, what can we tell them about National Cinema Day, both in the U.S. and the U.K.? I'll go first. Well, as I as I mentioned before, really, this is a celebration of movie going. And one key difference, despite the fact that the date, the time, the price, all of that is the same between the U.S. and the U.K., we are also positioned on Labor Day weekend. This is this is this year. We're not promising that this will be for every year. But, you know, we're if we are trying to create a celebration of movie going and a holiday around movie going, what better time than a holiday that's also associated with leisure and friends and beer, uh, you know, the, the perfect weekend for joining your friends and family and going to a movie. So we do hope that people will take advantage of the day, go see multiple movies, see movies they've seen before, see them again in a different format, um, try out new technologies, go to, you know, try multiple theaters, you know, try, just try your hand and see what, see what's out there. I think a lot of people, haven't been back for a while. And I think they'd be really surprised at how fabulous some theaters are. And I think they'd be really excited to see some of the great movies that are out there. There actually really are, despite the fact that, as Phil mentioned, it is a slow weekend. There have been some great movies leading up into Cinema Day that will still be in the marketplace. So it's a great time to celebrate those. And also we'll be working on a sizzle reel to really show everyone some exciting movies that are coming up the rest of 2022. So it's also just a great chance to see some trailers, see some moments from what's coming up and get excited about the rest of the year, too. It's worth me mentioning, actually, that as well as the UK, colleagues in Ireland will also be having a National Cinema Day. Their price point is slightly different because they count in euros. 
But, uh, you know, so, so that gives us an interesting additional kind of comparator territory. I, I'm sure this is the same uh, in the US as in the UK, and, and Jackie will tell us if not. But one of the features of National Cinema Day in the UK is it has the support of all the distributors. So, you know, your, your nightmare scenario is essentially saying to people, come to our cinema for National Cinema Day, but you can only pay a discount price on this film rather than that film. That's out of the question. You know, all films will be part of the deal. We have probably around two thirds of UK cinemas taking part, but a much, much larger proportion by market share and screen number. It's that there's, there's, there's a number of smaller sites who for purely practical reasons just weren't able to organize themselves in time to be part of it. And that's understood. And again, I think that's part of the idea that this is a, this is a kind of test for us. And hopefully if it's a success in 2023 and beyond, we'll be able to have a kind of a longer runway into this. But, but certainly I think, you know, across the piece, there is a huge amount of, you know, kind of weight and muscle of, of the industry behind this event and trying to make it the success it deserves to be. And Jackie, in terms of U.S. circuits that are participating, what's that market share? What's the percentage of U.S. circuits that you can share with us? Well, so we're still gathering all of the the exhibitors, because we're trying to put together a nice website with showtimes and all of that. But I will say that while the Cinema Foundation is putting on the National Cinema Day, and that's important because the Cinema Foundation is actually an all-industry body, so we can really work together. And while this year this kind of came unilaterally from the exhibition side, next year, um, and as we learn from this year, we'll really be able to form a task force with the entire industry, see what worked, see where there are opportunities to grow this, and do so next year. But just because this was the Cinema Foundation first, before the Cinema Foundation voted to proceed, NATO's executive board voted to support an initiative like this. And that matters because NATO's executive board, of course, has all the top eight circuits by screen count in its membership, as well as representatives from mid-size and independent exhibition. And so we already knew we had the support of most of the marketplace just by screen count alone because of our executive board. But we've also been you know, trying to get all, you know, as many as we can. Our numbers are probably very similar to what Phil had said. We're going to have a majority of the screens and there are going to be some small independent circuits that are, or theaters that are just not able to quite get together in time this year, or maybe just want to step back and see how this goes. They might not play the same number of titles. They might just really want to see. And that's great. That's fine. We'll learn a lot from that as well. And of course, when we talk about these sort of initiatives, half of it is the organization that is happening through these uh, trade associations, through the Cinema Foundation. The other half of the equation is how exhibitors can make this their own. The infrastructure's there. What would you guys like to see from exhibitors to help promote this and really connect and engage with their audiences around National Cinema Day? So, so I think we recognize that cinemas of all sizes you know they no one knows their audience better than they do so you know i'm i'm sure on the the us side as well as the uk case side we provided marketing assets and we provided collateral for them to use but w- with a very broad understanding that no one knows better than they do how they do that so you know while it is a headline national event national in the uk terms and national in the us terms we want them if i can use the phrase to personalize it as much as possible to to interpret in a way which makes the most sense to them and equally you know jackie mentioned the fact that some some audiences may not have come back yet or not come back as frequently as we'd like to maybe use some of the collateral to target those audiences in particular both in terms of you know social media channels local radio local media whatever is the best 
route for them. We, we you know, we, we encourage and welcome, and we're already seeing to some extent smaller cinemas and larger cinemas thinking about how they can best communicate the message around National Cinema Day. I'm going to absolutely echo that. We are hoping, encouraging our members to, and non-members, because any exhibitor can participate, of course, to really take take this message, take the celebration and figure out what that means to them and their customers, right? All theaters markets are different. And so we're encouraging offering other promotions, offering other incentives, offering your own personalized message. Uh, We will, of course, share assets, but personalize it as they will. We're not requiring them to just, if they're using our logo to, you know, follow X, Y, and Z protocol, we really want them to talk to their guests and be curious and learn. I think that's been a, a benefit of the past couple of years is a lot of movie theater owners have really become much better at speaking to their communities and they've learned how important they are to their communities. And so this is a great opportunity to just be positive, celebrate and welcome people into, into, the, into the home that they missed. Now, guys, there's a lot of movies that are coming out, some that aren't your huge blockbusters this weekend. We know it's a tricky time right now on the schedule. But like Jackie says, that doesn't mean that there aren't new movies coming out that you might want to take a flyer on. You might want to try, now that it's a lower price point, new theaters to check out. In the UK, I know you guys are big Idris Elba fans. In the US, we are as well. You've got your choice between two of them. You've got... You've got Stringer Bell fighting a lion in Beast, and then Stringer Bell comes back as a genie in 3,000 Years of Longing. Both of those are going to be available in the U.S. and the U.K. I know I'm going to have my Idris Elba double feature on National Cinema Day. What are you guys going to be watching, or what are some of the titles that you think are going to be appealing to audiences on that day? <laughs> I'm not. I'm, I, oh, man. I, I do think we're going to see a lot of families coming and probably seeing a, a few of the titles that are still out there. Uh, you know, we've got super pets. There'll still be minions that out in the market. So I think we're going to see what a great way to spend. I, you know, it's hot. Go see three movies. Marcel the Shell. There's <laughs> lots of things to take your families to. So definitely that. I, I do think we're going to see people checking out the, the premium large format. We know that the t- those kinds of experiences have really dominated as uh, you know in the past year or so and so i think that a lot of people are going to want to check out the big splashy theater experience and so uh, you know whatever's playing in their local plf um i think that that's going to be great i suspect quite a lot of you know top gun spider-man um a lot of, you know people seeing movies probably for the second or third time which is wonderful I think Jackie and I continue to walk a diplomatic tightrope in name checking all the studios. So, so I'll throw in Thor: Love and Thunder, and that's Di- and that's Disney covered, and we covered the big five studios, so no one can say we didn't promote one of their films. But I think Jackie's right. I think I think you know there will be films that people, for whatever reason, haven't got around to seeing and want to see on the big screen. There'll clearly be some new titles. I'm confident that some of our members, and indeed many of our members, might bring back not just recent titles, but titles from the last year or two which have, you know, kind of, which are no longer on the big screen. I think, you know, I think and I hope it will be as diverse a mix of content as possible. And as Jackie also said, you know, just as a very basic level, you know, a a £3 or a $3 price point offers the most value when you're getting a 4DX screen or an IMAX screen or whatever other PLF screens there are out there. So I think they'll probably be the first tickets to go and all to the good, I think. I know I left out just 8 million titles that I think are going to be great. What I want to say just generally is I, I really don't want to presume how this will turn out. I do think we should approach this with curiosity. I, you know, I think that this might be exactly the thing that brings 
a lot of audiences to some of the mid-range titles. I think that there's going to be a lot of excitement for all ends of the spectrum and, and everything in the middle. So just I'm, I'm excited about seeing who comes, what they're excited to do and see and how they react to it. We've got an eclectic mix on that schedule. In the UK, we've got uh, a re-release of E.T. coming out for people that want to see that with their family on the big screen. Here in the U.S., we've got a re-release of Jaws coming out that weekend. That's going to be exciting. One of my favorite movies from Sundance that I was really hoping it could get to more moviegoers called Breaking, starring John Boyega, a wonderful, thrilling bank robbery drama. That's going to be out here in the U.S. For those folks that maybe wanted to give it a shot, you can give it a shot on the big screen now on September 3rd, National Cinema Day. Every participating theater, every auditorium, every title, a $3 ticket price into the U.S. and a £3 ticket price in the U.K. Jackie, Phil, any uh, closing comments uh, for our listeners as we prepare for this to go live on September 3rd? I mean, what I'd say is clearly in terms of the fact that your listeners tend to be people from the industry, support the event. Get out there, get to the cinema and be part of the excitement. And don't support it in silence. Support it publicly on your social media. Tell your friends, make it clear that this is something that's really great and that it's something that excites you and make it your own, right? I Talk about what it is that makes you so happy to participate in the day. Jackie, Phil, thank you so much for joining us once again here on the Box Office Podcast. And that does it for this week's episode of the Box Office Podcast. On behalf of my co-host, Rebecca Polly and myself, thank you to our guests, Jackie Brenneman and Phil Clapp, for joining us on the episode. And we are going to be back here next week once again with more news from the exhibition industry. The Box Office Podcast is produced by Box Office Pro in collaboration with the Box Office Company and Record Edit Podcast. New episodes every Thursday, so don't forget to like, subscribe, and share if you like what we're doing here. Thanks again for listening.